Ephesians 6, beginning in verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. This week, as I mentioned earlier, our study of these scriptures takes us head-on into realms of existence that are far outside of our own and far outside of the ordinary means of understanding. Realms where the laws of men and even the laws of physics fail to explain or even touch. Realms where physical matter does not exist. A world where everything is spirit. Realms where God and angels move and have their being. But so also does Satan and his fellow devils. And then out from that realm, those devils are able to wage war against us, we who remain in the flesh, you and me. They being able to see and to hear and know all that we do, but us walking throughout our day blinded and unaware of their presence. My question as we begin our study of these mysterious realms and of their inhabitants is, do you believe these words to be true and real? Really true and really real. And do you believe, as these words are telling us, that there is an actual war that is taking place in and around our body, our soul, our spirit, every moment of every day? It's my hope that through our study of these scriptures over the next few weeks that God will reveal the truth of these mysteries to our searching souls. So then, right now, what are we, what are you, what am I willing to receive from God's Spirit regarding all of these mysterious things? I often make reference to a song that was popular several years ago from a distance by Bette Midler. It's a song that pictures God watching over people and all the activities of the earth from high above the heavens at a distance. And one of the lines of the song speaks about how from that distance there's an appearance of harmony. People appear to be friends, caring about one another, but they are not friends and they do not care about one another. Not many of them, at least. Now, while that song has some very serious flaws in its concept of who God is, there's still some truth in some of these words. From a distance, there truly is an appearance of harmony with everyone going to and fro, doing all the many activities of personal and family life. But it's not at all the way it appears from that distance. Up close, we find that Discord and disharmony fill the souls of men and women. Disputes and divisions abound. And there are wars and rumors of wars taking place all over the earth. The real truth behind those outward appearances is that the three enemies, 
the world, the flesh, and the devil. They're all busily at work, rampaging throughout hearts and lives and loves of every soul with conditions going from bad to worse at every turn. And yes, I do know that my words paint a discouraging picture of our people and our world and our way of life. But I really can see no other way to describe it. It is simply what we have in front of us every day, all throughout the day. There truly is a warfare taking place, and it is a very real warfare. And yes, a lot of people who hear my words might say, well, you're not telling me anything that I don't know already. I have eyes and ears, and I can clearly see the terrible mess that the world is in. And I know that they can to some degree, because it does not take a brilliant mind to see all the miseries that are taking place in the world. But are those people really seeing the real problem, or are they only seeing it from a distance? A common expression within these scriptures is, he who has eyes to see, let him see. And also the words, seeing they do not see, Hearing, they do not hear. Those are expressions from God that describe a kind of disconnect that takes place between our natural seeing eyes and a spiritually perceiving heart. People can see with their natural eyes all the many things that are taking place up on the surface. The pain and the suffering, especially the ever-increasing absence of love and compassion but they seem unable to go any further. They can't see with any depth of spiritual understanding what's really taking place. They live under the control of a confusing kind of blindness, a blindness that is brought about by that ever-present darkness that we studied about a few weeks ago earlier in this book. Verse 8 of chapter 5 For at one time you were darkness. For at one time I was darkness. Verse 11 of chapter 5. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. As we said in those messages, the truth is this, that there really is a special kind of prevailing darkness that exists all throughout the earth a strange, inexplicable condition that the ordinary mind is unable to comprehend. People think they understand. They think that they see. But they do not. They're only seeing from a distance. And that darkness is so pervasive that it covers over and it enshrouds all of the people and all of the activities that take place all over the earth every day. Unlike the nighttime darkness, that darkness is a special kind and it has its own personality. It has a nature all its own that seeks to reach into and to invade and to dominate and control everything that takes place within that darkness. Every heart, every soul, every mind within that darkness. The way people think, the things they do, the things they say. That nature, that personality of that darkness is evil. It's so very evil. Wickedness beyond our imagination flowing out 
from those spiritual rulers, those powers, principalities, and demonic spiritual hosts that live there in that special darkness. Let me read that again, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. I'd like you to think with me for a few minutes on what we're reading here. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to open our eyes, open our hearts, so that we can begin to truly see and to truly spiritually perceive the presence and the evil work of those creatures of darkness that are spoken about here. And how they live and interact with each of us as we go about our ordinary day. Do you believe that that is taking place in your life, personally? Are you willing to accept that? As scary as it may sound, you and I must fully accept that there are untold horrors and terror and misery being brought upon humankind by these spiritual hosts that God speaks about here. The spiritual hosts within that darkness that they are every moment of every day interacting with this natural world. Strangely, as I mentioned a moment ago, their presence as they ply their evil arts, they're just completely, utterly imperceptible to our ordinary senses. And so they go unnoticed by all of us. That darkness and the miseries that take place in that darkness for those who do not know Christ It is simply their normal. It is their normal way of life. How could they know anything different? It's all that they know. And there's but one remedy that can dispel that blindness and that darkness that covers over the souls of men. It's the light of Christ as He brings redeeming salvation to our dead and dying souls. And yes, we would love if the Lord would simply, at the moment of our salvation, He'd reach in and lift us out of that darkness. But He doesn't. He doesn't. It is His plan, as we studied sometime earlier in the parable of the weeds, it is His plan and His desire that we would remain in amongst all of those weeds, in amongst all those people and all of the daily entanglements within that darkness. And that we would bring that special light that He has put into our souls to them, to any one of them that would listen. And that especially includes those dear ones within our own family and friendships. Recall that I mentioned the word that we began with here, finally. Finally, my brethren, he says in verse 10. We have to understand that so much of what's taking place in our families and in our friendships and in our workplaces has to do with all of these spiritual hosts of wickedness, these principalities and powers. And God wants us to bring the light that we have received into their lives, into the husbands and wives' lives, into our children's lives, into our workplaces. Now here immediately after he finishes instructing us regarding our husbands and wives and children and our places of work, immediately He does follow on with these instructions. He wants us to open the eyes of our heart 
these spiritual eyes and recognize the real source of all those difficulties that we were having in our relationships with each one of those people. Those struggles that we've been having within our marriage, those struggles that we're having within our love relationships, our, our, with our children, with even also in our workplaces. He wants us to know what's impacting all of those relationships. And he's saying to us here that it comes from within that ever-present darkness. And God does not hold back here to spare our senses, our fears, or our lack of understanding. But he brings this stern warning about the imminent danger that swirls all about us every day. Sounding an alarm and saying aloud to us that is never just those things that you see with your eyes, with your natural eyes. But the real source of our problem is just a little deeper, hidden from our natural eyes. It's a warfare that's guided and orchestrated from deep within that darkness by the spiritual world of Satan and his demons reaching to control our lives. Let me read those words again. Verse 10, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, the schemes of the devil. He is the craftiest of all those within God's kingdom so that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, and against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now, as God often does when He gives us these kinds of admonitions, He speaks first of a provision of protection. He is saying to us, I will protect you. And He speaks of that in His special protective armor. And he's going to speak about that on down in in following verses. But then he puts here in between his assurance these warnings about the evil that is taking place within this darkness. Again, let me read these words. And by the way, I like to read them more than once to write them upon each of our hearts. So he says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Why do we need that? Why do we need to put on the whole armor of God? And he answers that. That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Otherwise you will not be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, and they're over here. Against powers, and they're over here. Against the rulers of darkness of this age, and they're over here. Against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places all around us. Now again, none of this is new to us because each day we're able to see what they are causing to take place up here on the surface. The horrors of evil men, especially as we would watch the news programs on our television of these Islamic terrorist groups. They are evil. They are vicious and vile and completely without conscience. But God is saying to us, folks, that though these acts of these men are as bad as bad can be. And yes, their sin natures, their individual personal sin natures are fully involved in their conduct. They are still only what you're seeing take place up on the surface. The real orchestration of what is taking place on all of these news programs that you're watching where we see all of the horrors taking place in the world. The real orchestration the real underlying driving force behind their behaviors, 
as Satan and his devils at work in their hearts. Yes, we do see their faces, their hooded garb, and they are fully participating in those heinous acts, and they are fully accountable. But the real reality is being controlled and being driven from those indwelling forces of the devils. Who are these demons that the Lord speaks about here? In verse 11, we see the first one. It is Satan himself. Listen. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The devil here, the word for devil is diablos. It's the accuser. Satan himself. He's the prince of darkness. The prince of demons. The absolute leader of all of those who rebelled against God and was cast out of heaven. And he's real. Verse 12, we also see other demons and devils. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now these first words, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, they're a stern reminder that we must not concentrate our anger and our efforts in battling against people. Yes, we do have to protect ourselves against those people. And I know I've said this already, that though we see those real faces of real men and women doing those awful things, they, and especially some that was on my news feed this morning of those ISIS terrorists who were preparing to behead some men, they're real. Those knives are real. The victims are real. That makes, makes it very difficult for us to look on past who they are. But the Lord is saying, I do want you to both see them and what they're doing, but also to see what is the driving force that is within them, that's causing them to do the things they do. Satan and his demons. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. The principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. In most every place that we see these spiritual beings mentioned in the Scripture, they're speaking of demons. And the inference in their names also gives an understanding that they are a fully organized group of wretched creatures. They have rank. They have authority. They have position and order within what they do. Just as there's rank and order and authority all in amongst all the wretched strongholds of men over in that Mideast area with their terrorist groups, even with those nations like Iran and Iraq and Afghanistan and, and Yemen here recently this past two weeks, and on and on. And also, by the way, just as assuredly as there is rank and authority in gangs, street gangs, and in drug cartels, so also is there rank and authority and order in the demonic kingdom. But may I say to you, that the rank and authority that you and I see on the surface, whether they be the ruler of Yemen or ISIS or Iraq or any of those other nations, those are the strong demons that are up underneath them. The stronger the demon, the stronger the 
human leader or the stronger the street gang leader or the drug cartel leaders. They interact and they influence and they are the driving force beneath all those leaders. If we understand nothing else from these words, may we understand that they are connected. The demons and the people, they are inextricably linked. Their leadership and the leadership of the demons, it's all linked together. Their behaviors, all their evil deeds, all of them connected together. I'm running out of time. Let me give one final thought before we close. These words heavenly places or high places or heavenlies depending upon the translation of the version of Scripture that you have. That is a realm in God's kingdom where all of these beings reside. It is this realm that's all around us that we walk through with unseeing eyes every day. And I hope to spend more time on this in the message next week. But I'll close with the question that I asked us earlier and I'll ask it again over the next couple of weeks. Do you believe these words to be true? Do you believe them to be real, really real? Do you believe, as these words are telling us, that there's an actual war that's taking place in and around us every moment of every day? I warn us that unless and until we are willing to believe these words, our souls are in perilous danger. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Let's pray.